1: Welcome back. Silver and black. Today we roll on here on a Tuesday. Thanks for being with us. If you subscribe to the podcast, thank you so much. We appreciate your support. If you don't, please do wherever you get your audio and don't forget, turn on the auto download. That's right. It'll be pushed right to you, Mo and Scott, right there on your precious little phone whenever you want to listen and hear about Raiders football. We'll be there with you because we are an Odyssey Original Podcast. Also, if you're watching us on YouTube, thanks for the subscription. Hit that and also hit the notifications bell so we can be with you. Mo Moten with you, Scott Branson as well as we talk and we roll on with uh, Raiders Free Agency. All right, Mo, we're going to dive into this and kind of give some 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 perspective to what the Raiders have done so far. And if we look at what they've done uh, yeah, no splash on defense, no question. They addressed the quarterback. We'll get into that in a minute. But if you look at that week of free agency, what did they do? Okay, they they tagged Josh Jacobs. They re-signed several players, Amir Abdullah. Um, they re-signed Brandon Parker, Jesper Horstead, Roderick Tream- Teamer. They trade Darren Waller to the New York Giants for a third round draft pick. Then they signed Jacoby Myers. Brandon Faison comes back. Marcus Epps. Philip Dorsett, the wide receiver, and of course, Robert Spillane, the linebacker. And then they go out and signed Jimmy Garoppolo, Jerry Tillery, and then a bunch of other guys uh, to re sign as well, including Jermaine Illuminor. And they released their long snapper, Trent Sieg, as they signed Jacob Bobbin Moyer. That's a tar Bobbin Moyer. Hmm. Anyway, so they did this. And if you look at these signings, it's no wonder fans are not excited because outside of understanding who your quarterback's going to be with Jimmy Garoppolo and maybe with uh, getting face on back Epps is a pretty good little player. Jacoby Myers is a good wide receiver, but nothing on defense. When you look and evaluate this early free agency period, um, if you had to give this sort of a letter grade or a pass or a fail, which one do you give it?
0: It's a fail for me. <laughs> I mean, look, Raider, I, I believe is our, uh, Raider beat on Twitter posted a question: What position has have the Raiders improved over last year? Mm-hmm. I had to stop and think about it. I'm like nowhere. I mean, and, and I and I tried to make the case for quarterback <laughs> before the Derek Carr stands jumped on my back about this. Oh, and yeah. I'm not saying that Jimmy Garoppolo is a better quarterback than Derek Carr. If there was a quarterback draft. I would draft Derek Carr over Jimmy Garoppolo, but if you consider the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo is supposed to be a better fit for Josh McDaniel's system. You would think that you're going to get better quarterback play out of Jimmy Garoppolo than you got out of Derek Carr. So again, I'm not saying Garoppolo is a better overall quarterback than Carr. I'm saying if he is a better fit for that offense, you are going to get better production out of the position. But mm-hmm. I, outside of that, there are no upgrades from the previous year on this roster.
1: Well, I would I would argue that... In one small, tiny little way. You ready? Now, Now I've been very optimistic lately, and people have been very negative about it, but I'm going to tell you that although they have, to me, the best wide receiver in the game, they got better at wide receiver. Just saying. I'm not saying that's a point of emphasis they needed to have. They needed defense, right? So I think that's where this is coming from. But I would say with Jacoby Meyer and Philip yeah. Dorsett there, that they're better at the two and the three or the slot Air. and the three, mm-hmm. like that. But... But again, that's maybe semantics. But I agree with you. When you look at all of the signings and to your point and to the point that Raiders beat made with their poll question, where did they get better, especially on defense? And the answer is nowhere. I mean, they, they just didn't. And, and that is a big concern. And, I, you know, I was saying the last show, boy, I think they're going to make a move on defense. You and I kind of talked about that. And they didn't do that or they haven't yet. And so it makes you wonder. We started the show talking about, quote, unquote, the plan. Um, it's hard to know what the plan is here unless they're on a two-year plan and they're just not saying it, which is we're going to hit and draft this year and then next year we might sign a free agent when we get some of this money off our cap and then have to draft another good year. So I, I don't know, Mo. If you had to guess, what is it?
0: I think I kind of touched on it in the first segment. There, there is In a rebuild year, again, this is year two under Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. But this is probably what you see a lot in year one of a rebuild. Yeah,
1: initial year of a new coach and a GM. So, yeah.
0: so the plan, basically to me, from what it looks like so far, is you go cheap and free agency because you have $30 million in dead cap that you're playing to not on the roster. And then you go young. You go just completely young at, at positions of need. Wherever you have a need, you're going to try to plug a rookie in there. Now, you're super optimistic if you think rookie's going to fill all those spots because they're not. <laughs> you know no their way. injuries it's competition rookies sometimes take a while to transition they're not going to fill of those spots but the plan is clearly to go young because remember they they gave an extension to Hunter Renfro they gave an extension to Max Crosby they had the dead cap money owed to all of these players so you have to have a balance there and as I said you now you have a lot of holes to fill because the previous regime had so many missteps in certain areas now you have to try to fill it with cheap contracts, and you do that by one year deals. You see, on Monday they signed Jordan Willis and Jaquan Johnson and OJ Howard. Now they trade that. Now they created a hole at tight end when they traded Darren Waller, but there's sure. a story behind that now that's circulating that people are conversing about now about Darren Waller and his bye week. Why that may have happened the trade, but they created a hole there too. So now they have to spread the money that they have to fill all these holes. And I said that on Monday, Dave Ziggler finally woke up out of his uh, cave, started making a bunch (laughs) of smaller signings. The guys that you see signed on Monday are going to compete with the rookies that they draft. Right. So these one-year contract guys are going to, battle for a roster spot with some of the rookies coming out so if the rookies win a job so be it that's a that's a positive because then you have a rookie you have a guy in a rookie contract who can contribute if the veterans win the battle (laughs) then you sit your rookies behind in a backup position let your veterans get a chance to maybe start a new chapter and and turn their new leaf with a new team then you're hoping they produce but that's that's what it is it's 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 veterans on short one-year deals versus rookies coming in this year at the positions of need
1: and I think some of the some of the, the angst and the and the, the the kind of head scratching for the fans is that you look at Sport Track and you see the Raiders have spent the fifth most in free agency this year, and you're like, for what? I think that's part of it, right? When so you see when you just look at the dollar figure and you think, wait a minute. But I also think if you look at it from the perspective of what we mentioned earlier, which is if you have guys that don't fit your system. Even backups, you have to clear them out. So I think a lot of these guys you're talking about, exactly, roles where you're going to compete with a rookie or special teams roles, uh, these backup roles, they're bringing in people they believe can play better in their system. It's not sexy, and, in fact, it's the opposite of that. It's sort of like the sausage-making uh, of football, which is, yeah, you, we gotta we got to get guys in who buy in, and that means we're going to have to take it down a notch, even though we're spending this money, just to get things on an equal foundation here so we can build it the way we want. Then, of course, the onus is on them, including Dave Ziegler, to build and to draft and to later on get free agents that will supplement that class to, to turn this team around. But I agree with you, and I just think that people are they're looking for some hope. They're looking for, hey, at least they got a player up front on defense, or hey, at least they got a, a, a safety because we need a safety they're not seeing that, Mo. What's the chances they do see something like that between now and the draft?
0: Well, here are the two names that I really like. Suppose I think Rapoport, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network said that the Raiders have a visit with Austin Hooper. I think that's a solid move a at good the one. tight end position because he could start right away. And I think Austin Hooper with the rookie tight end and our guy Jesper Horstead as a three tight end room, I think that's pretty solid. So, if they get Austin Hooper, that's a good get. The other name that I was hoping they would close to deal with is Andrew Van Ginkle. Now, half of Raider fans don't know who Andrew Van Ginkle is, but <laughs> I'll take you back to 2020. Andrew Van Ginkle probably had his best game against Reds, but that's not my evidence to sign him. Overall, he's a pretty good edge rusher number three behind Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. Just look at his numbers. Just look at his production. Ask any Dolphins fan who Andrew Van Ginkle is, and they'll tell you who he is. And I think he's a solid rotational player. Because let's remember, the Raiders tried to fill that third edge rusher role because they don't seem too fond of Malcolm Koontz. Malcolm Koontz didn't play a lot. I think he played 6% of the defensive snaps last year. Mm-hmm. The Raiders tried to basically replace him. They signed Jordan Jenkins. They signed Kyler Fackrell. And both those players got hurt with season-ending injuries before week one. So they're mm-hmm. clearly trying to fill that third edge rusher role and kind of push Malcolm Koontz to the back apparently not too high on them. But the other point I want to make (laughs) the spending and the point where I think was brought up by Josh Dubov, um, associated press. He said, the Raiders are fifth in spending. Why are you guys not happy about that? They're actually active. And I told, and I told another Raider fan, I said, that's misleading because the Raiders, Mm -hmm. remember the Raiders signed a quarterback. Yes. The most expensive position out there. Yes. And they signed arguably the best quarterback on the market. So if you're going to pay Jimmy Garoppolo, his contract, that skews the spending numbers. So it doesn't mean that they were great. They were super active. It just means that they spent a lot of money on one player, and that's that quarterback position. Because all the other signings, to me, in my opinion – are depth signings. Even Marcus Sepps, he could be your third safety, but I think he's more of a special teamer. The guys that signed today, Joe Willis, Jaquan Johnson, those guys may not even make the roster. O.J. Howard may not even make the roster. He's Don't get me wrong, recognizable name, but he hasn't done much in three years. He has 35 catches in three years.
1: 35 catches in three years. I mean, just 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 nothing.
0: Yeah, And, and,
1: and so again, that's where I think they're waiting. They're waiting for, there are free agents still out there. We're going to talk about those uh, you had a bunch in your column uh, up at Sports Knot just a few days ago. We'll get into those in a minute. Uh, but but the other thing is I, I think it just, again, points to what we talked about in the first two segments, which is they're going to go young. And, and that means going young, you're not going to fill all the positions in one year, but you're going to go on the cheap. You're going to go on the cheap not only with the young guys, which is the right approach, but also with free agents. And if you can get a better free agent on defense uh, as time goes on and their price goes down – then I think they'll do it, Mo. But I think overall, I mean, maybe one name comes in. I just I just feel like they got a pass from Mark Davis, right? We, You and I have been talking about this for months. Do they have the, hey, do it the right way so if you need a, a divot year, go ahead and take it. It's a mulligan, which is now going to be this year. Uh, and then I will expect to see progress in the following year. I think that's where they're at.
0: I believe it's more of the – because I'm sure Raider fans don't want to hear head coaches and general managers getting a mulligan saying, oh, you can go out and get four, three, four wins. No big deal because we know this is a long-term plan. Fans don't want to hear that. Our producer, no. Davis Stepana, doesn't want to hear that. No. So you have to understand, I think what it is is you could go young, but we want to see progress. Go young, but we don't want to see, like, okay, you go from winning – going from 6-11 and to – four and 13, three and 14 with no progress from your young guys. If you're going to go young, if you're going to take this route, your young guys better produce. You better land some starters in your draft class. And they better, and some of them better look like cornerstone roster players or else you're in trouble. Now I, I will say, I don't think they're going to fire either Josh McNeil's days of in the middle of the season. They're going to, they're going to get their full second year because you kind of have to see how the roster pans out from September to January. Right. But, their guys have to show some progress. That roster has to show some steps forward, not some steps back.
1: Absolutely. Um, and you look at this, Mo, and you and I have always believed, I think you did a piece on it as well on Bleacher Reporter on Sports Not talking about how, hey, yeah, the Raiders signed Garoppolo, but they still may get a quarterback. For me, I'm starting to move away from them. I'm starting to think that if they are going this route, maybe with that seven pick, if that's where they stay... They're gonna go defense maybe, because they, they they're gonna need an, an a bona fide playmaker uh on defense and they could probably get one at seven. We'll see what they do there. A lot of people want Jalen Carter because he's gonna fall, of course, because of what happened at his pro day. But I'm starting to think that might impact what they do and they might put the quarterback thing off for another year and go defense instead. What do you think of that?
0: I'm gonna put my ten fall hat on really quick. And just, <laughs> and just this is my theory, okay? Okay. This is right. why I feel like the Raiders are going to go quarterback at seven with a stiff, with, with a condition. Okay. Multiple reports have come out from the athletic, from Peter King of NBC sports saying that the Raiders were in on trying to get the, that number one pick. Now there are varying reports about how involved they were, but the point is, is pretty consistent that they were interested. Yeah. So what that tells me is they like at least one or two guys at the top of the draft class. So what if one of the two guys that they thought would go or not be available is actually available at seven or available at let's say five where they can move mm. up or available at three where the Cardinals don't need a quarterback and they can move up and get that guy at three so let's remember the Cardinals don't need a quarterback so if if the Raiders like I'm just going to use this as an example if the Raiders like Will Levis and Bryce Young and CJ Struggle wanted two whatever order mm-hmm. and the Raiders really liked Will Levis you don't think they would consider moving up to three to get a Will Levis if they think that could be their franchise guy. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because no. if the, if the reports say that they, they wanted that one pick. You don't trade up to number one to get a defensive tackle. <laughs> you trade up to number one to get a quarterback. So apparently they like somebody up there.
1: Yes. And, and I know to many Raiders fans and our, our listeners, that drives them nuts because they know how much the defense needs. And while I understand, and I do not disagree on one point the other point is the NFL, to win in the NFL, you have to have your franchise quarterback. And so, if the Raiders are in a position and they believe they have their guy and he's there, then they will take him. I still think the chances are less now because of what's happening. But to your point, Mo, if they can move up to five or three and get that guy, then I think they do it because, again, you're already in rebuilding mode. You're not going to even need the quarterback to start. But if you're in that rebuilding mode, yeah, that's your number one you still have all those other picks you have 11 other picks in the draft by the way you can take you have an extra third you can trade the two threes for a two and a future uh, pick to move high in the second round and grab a good defender because the, the the draft has a dearth of good defenders from up front to cornerback and some linebackers even so you can you can package those picks and move up into the second round and get another pick there and get that, that playmaker on defense. So you get your franchise quarterback and a defender and then, yeah, then it falls off a little bit and you got to hit on some later round picks, but there's always things you can do there. And I think that's, again, what I was saying about chess game, that's where you have to start to think about it. Think about what they can do in the second round. People forget about the second round, especially the top of the second round, which is at the end of the first, you know, you're close there. You got a lot of good talent there. So it'll be fascinating to see what they do.
0: Here's the other thing. And I, laid this out in my column on sports not was the fact that jimmy let's not ignore the elephant in the room jimmy g's injury history he mm-hmm. well, we talked about it last week we can't ignore that and if jimmy g were to get hurt of course we hope he doesn't but if he does get hurt what better way to, to introduce your rookie quarterback than to put him in you know on the fly now you may not want to do that early in week two or three if jimmy g were to get hurt <laughs> because maybe too early for a rookie but let's say it happens in week 13 or 14 You put your rookie quarterback out there and now he gets valuable experience that he'll need going forward. And you can kind of make that slow transition from Jimmy G to your rookie quarterback getting some valuable reps there. Would you rather your rookie quarterback, who's your potential future getting those reps, Or would you rather like Blaine Gabbert or Brian Hoyer getting those reps? I would rather (laughs) give that to my rookie quarterback who's going to eventually play because we all know Brian Hoyer is at the end of his career. Now, Brian Hoyer is not on the roster. I don't want to scare our producer or any Raider fans listening. Brian Hoyer is not on the roster yet. They did have a visit with Blaine Gabbert, though. But we all know that those two guys are not the future of this franchise, even if they were to sign. So if Jimmy G were to go down, you would want your future to get those snaps. And I think if the Raiders look at it from – okay, Jimmy G has missed 18 games in the last three years, Where the chances that he gets hurt are very high, and that reflects in his contract, get a rookie who could step in and possibly pay right away away, and get those valuable snaps in.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, because you know what? They can get in for two or three games, get the experience. It'll help them in the following year. They don't even have to be the long-term starter or take over. They just got to fill in and get that experience, get those early rookie jitters out so that when they hit camp in the second year, they're ready to maybe even compete for the job, even though Jimmy G will be on his second year and he'll probably be around for that. So good stuff. All right, we're going to step aside, take our final break. When we come back, we're going to get to Mo. What, who's, what's the best of the rest out there? So if, if the Raiders are going to do something to improve that defense or fill some other holes, what could they do? Mo did a list. I think maybe one or two of the guys came off the list already, but we'll talk about that when we get back here on Silver and Black today. And Odyssey original podcast with Mo and Scott. Don't go anywhere.